newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, let's do some important stuff, kids, and make sure you get started. It's all brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And I'm just checking to make sure we're all firing. Big J, you're all in and we're all good to go? I'm all in. Something's happening over there still. I'm all in. I'm all in. All right. Hello. 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 Hope you're having a good one. Uh, Just so you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, of course, uh, with COVID-19, and that continues to be a thing over here in the Boise area and the Treasure Valley, including some changes to some stuff that's going on here locally, like the farmer's market here in Boise. They have announced that if you would like to attend the farmer's market now or in the future, you're going to need to have proof of immunization or a negative COVID-19 test. And if you can make that happen, then congratulations, you can attend these things. But this is going to be, I'm guessing, the wave of what's going to be happening here as we move forward. If you want to attend things that are happening in a public atmosphere around the Treasure Valley, you're probably going to need to get tested on the regular if you're not immunized or have your proof of immunization. So hopefully you hung on to that card if you got the shot. And if you didn't, you're going to need it. And, of course, if you decided not to get immunized, then you're going to have to start getting tested uh, on the regular in order to attend things. These are just the way that they are trying to keep things as safe as possible as we continue to be in crisis mode in the hospitals around the state. But that is the Uh, new normal. I guess we should start talking about, um, you know, uh, vaccine card fashion, like, you know, how to hold your vaccine card. Sure. Yeah. I mean, get a professional holder. You got to get a case for it. Uh, I think you should get a chest plate for yours, Big J, and then you yeah, can just there you go. proudly display it everywhere you go as you walk uh, or run to wherever it is that you're headed. We should probably have a discussion about the Boise State Broncos, Big J. Uh, now, this is going to sound weird, but maybe they just aren't that good because uh, they lost at home to Oklahoma State 21-20. to Probably the most frustrating part was the fact that they couldn't get anything going on offense from the beginning of the, basically the middle of the second quarter. The entire second half, that team was completely shut out, which is never good. And, uh, you know, the defense played somewhat good. I mean, they gave up a lot of rushing yards, but it's very clear, at least to me, that this Broncos team cannot rush the ball. Uh, They have zero run offense. They have a really good passing offense, but if there's no time for Hank to throw, and if he's under pressure, then that doesn't go too well. And so maybe, just maybe, for the first time in a while, the Broncos just aren't that good. How say you, Big J? Yeah, I mean, it's a mess. Uh, uh, things look good in the first quarter, except for that 75-yard run, and then it just kind of went into a stalemate uh, for the rest of the, the game, and it's just very frustrating, obviously, and uh, it's kind of a bummer. But, you know, this happens to programs from time to time, especially when you, you know, change over coaching staffs and staffs themselves change over with coordinators all the time. It's just uh, hard to keep uh, that. And we've lost some recruits, I think, to other schools and the portal and things like that and injuries. It's been a rough one the last two seasons, if you ask me, and and it doesn't look like things are going to get better because some of our opponents in the Mountain West are pretty darn good right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harson's having some trouble in Auburn, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you never know how things are going to go with the brand new staff uh, top to bottom. But I think everybody kind of thought we'd be better than one and two. And there's a real possibility this team could be one and three with an undefeated Utah State team on the road next week who's been putting up points left, right, and center. 
And so we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, but yeah, it's not that's great. That's what I'm saying. Mountain West, you know, Mountain West is doing pretty well right now. Um, in fact, Nevada's doing great. Utah State, I mean, there's some good opponent, opponents right now in the Mountain West, and I don't think we're up to the challenge on some of those games. It's not looking like a Big 12 resume, Big J. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling I know. you. Bears, the Browns, the Rams, the Bills, the Patriots, 49ers, Raiders, Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Titans, and Ravens, all winners yesterday on the NFL side of things. We got Monday Night Football tonight on ESPN, Lions at the Packers. We'll see how that shakes out as we get ready to wrap up the week. Shang-Chi still the number one movie at the box office this weekend. $21 million, uh, third weekend on top for Disney and Marvel. And that particular movie, it's a bona fide hit. Uh, other movies out there did not fare too well. Free Guy, number two with $5 million. Nobody cares about Clint Eastwood as he got $4.7 million in his debut of Cry Macho. Uh, Candyman and Malignant, number four and five, respectfully, but none of them uh, topping $3 million at the box office. So it was Ch- Shang-Chi or Bust for the weekend box office and that i'm sure makes marvel fairly happy morning after with nick and big j there's your fun that is important stuff but he is how majestic i'm gonna grow a beard presented by the beardsmith on the morning after with nick and big j and today's bearded badass easily listed the very top of bad bearded badasses not just his beard alone which can vary from Viking to well-groomed, but it's his entire spiritual being that screams badass. And, of course, talking about the one and only Jason Momoa. Born in Hawaii and raised in Iowa, he started his acting career way back in 1998 with a spinoff of Baywatch called Baywatch Hawaii. I don't even remember that. Uh, He worked from one television show to another until 2010 when things started to really heat up with the role of Kyle Drogo in Game of Thrones. Uh, during that audition, he performed the Haka, which of course is native to Hawaii, and he turned a lot of heads. This led to his casting as Conan the O'Brien, or Conan the O'Brien. <laughs> as Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> that would be a great movie, though. It would be. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, a remake of Arnold Classic. So. Uh, soon after that, he was cast as a superhero named Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman. And around this time, Momoa began using his stardom to fight for the environment with a very public protest of the 30-meter telescope, which was being built in Hawaii on a native place of worship. He also publicly advocate, advocates for the end of single-use plastic by using aluminum cans for water. He and his wife, Lisa Bonet, have been together for 15 years or so. Uh, There's even more to his badassery, though. He happens to be a huge metal fan. You can often see him unboxing Metallica deluxe sets on his Instagram, uh, which he did recently for the Black uh, album. And recently, he enlisted the help of a doom metal band called uh, Arkspire to teach him to scream for his Apple Plus TV show, C. So uh, riding motorcycles, throwing axes, playing the bass. These are all essences of being a badass. Currently, he's filming Aquaman 2. He's rumored to be the star in the remake of Cliffhanger and will appear as Duncan Idaho in Dune, which hits theaters October 22nd. So Jason Momoa is your bearded badass. Also, I heard he's working on a uh, a biopic called Conan O'Brien. Conan the (laughs) O'Brien. Yeah. (laughs) 
Wonderful, wonderful, and uh, well done stuff. Certainly uh, worthy of the title of Bearded Badass. Reminder that if you would like to be one yourself, you can always book an appointment at the Beardsmith. they got two locations, one in Garden City, the other in Caldwell, so there's lots of options for you. Whether you have a beard or not, it's an opportunity for you to look good, look sharp, and hang out with good people. That's what the Beardsmith is all about, so check out thebeardsmith.com for additional information. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, one thing that may be considered uncool by a lot of people are trying to make a comeback. Minivans, my friend. They had their heyday as family vehicles probably around the 1990s or so. And then the introduction of the sport utility vehicle kind of made the popularity of minivans plunge a little bit. Currently, there are only four makers of vehicles that make any kind of thing that kind of resembles a minivan, but each of them, Toyota, Honda, Kia, and Chrysler, are trying a different approach again to boost the popularity of them, which are now being called not minivans, they're being called multi-purpose vehicles, kind of shedding (laughs) the stigma attached to them. Uh, That includes giving them a sleeker, more stylish look, including bells and whistles like captain's chairs, refrigerators, 20-inch wheels, the latest safety tech, and some big screens as well. And Car Driver Magazine says, watch out. These new multi-purpose vehicles could be the new hottest thing on the market as they're kind of being marketed as mini RVs as opposed to mini vans, if that makes sense. But they do like the multi-purpose vehicle label a little bit better. Uh, You can see that you can see some of these have like really, really, you know, custom kind of jobs going on. And they're calling them, quote, undercover cool. And minivans could be the new in thing. So once again, Big J, you were ahead of the curve, although you never did get a minivan. It was always on the Big J to-do list, was it not? Yeah, I mean, I've loved minivans since uh, my time at Avis Rent-A-Car. And I just, you know, other than that, when would you ever, a, a guy in his, his late teens, early 20s, ever drive a minivan? Yeah, it's and, creepy. you know, they had power, they had room, they were, yeah, I, I understand that it's creepy, but uh, for me as a bigger guy, they just always had more room. So that's why I, I liked them. But they also had a lot of power and you could giddy up, you speed away fast with whoever you might have just pulled into the vehicle. <laughs> And now now you'll have the ability to, I guess, watch TV and enjoy a beverage in the back of your multi-purpose vehicle. So be on the lookout. If you want to be cool, kids, get yourself a minivan. Hey, four quarterbacks had to leave their NFL games yesterday because of injuries. Uh, Miami's Tua Togolovia was knocked out of the Dolphins for 35 to nothing loss to the Bills in the first quarter with a rib injury. Carson Wentz left the Colts game against the uh, the actual Rams after getting hurt as well with an ankle injury. Andy Dalton hurt his knee in the second quarter of the Bears' win over the Bengals. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor had his annual injury uh, for the Texans as he suffered a hamstring injury just before halftime and was not able to finish the game. So we'll see where these all go. Some of them seem a little bit more serious than others. Looks like two of his x-rays were negative, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to miss some time with a rib injury. Uh, Carson Wentz don't know what's going on with him. Looks like Andy Dalton, they don't think it's a tear, but he's expected to miss a couple weeks anyway. And hamstring injuries tend to mess around with people for a while. So Tyrod could be out for a bit as well. So who knows what's going on. But already the uh, quarterback injuries are fast and furious in the National Football League. Uh, game of the weekend, Big J, what was it? 
Uh, the game of the weekend. I mean, I don't know. That game last night was pretty it back was good. and forth crazy. Uh, I would say that would probably be up there with the top. And then, I mean, gosh, the Tennessee Titans and the and the Seattle Seahawks, uh, for me, was a great game because the Seahawks lost. Yeah, yeah, they lost in overtime. As a matter of fact, they blew a 15-point lead at halftime. But listen, the Cardinals-Vikings game was a lot of fun to watch yesterday. That Ravens-Chiefs Sunday night football game was a whole lot of fun to watch yesterday as well. Uh, it was actually kind of cool to watch the Rams-Colts game. They're a little bit of back and forth. The Bears and Bengals. It looked like the Bears are going to run away with it. The Bengals came back. So there were some good games on the docket this weekend. And we got one more. Lions and Packers tonight on Monday Night Football. And then, Big Jam, sure you watch the Emmys, right? Well, uh, I was—I I didn't even know they were going to be happening. And then the wife's like, "Hey, the Emmys are on," and she wanted to watch them uh, during the money uh, during the football game. And I was like, ah. "So we watched for about ten minutes." And she's like, "You can change the channel back." And I'm like, "Thanks." Well, I'm trying to figure out were there any of the shows that were up for Emmys that you watched? No, I yeah. don't think so. I was going to say because I know you're not a Crown fan, which has ended up sweeping pretty much every category it was in. I know you didn't watch Mayor of East Town, which is unfortunate because it actually was really good. Uh, but I also know that you didn't watch. You haven't watched Ted Lasso, which won a bunch of the comedy awards, and I know you didn't watch The Queen's Gambit, which won the other ones. So I don't think there's a single show that you ended up uh, ended up winning an award last night that you have uh, partaken in. Even reality show-wise, none of the stuff that you watch was nominated. So, uh, Big J, I-, I don't know why there was interest in the household, but I'm glad you only had to watch 10 minutes of it. Not even that, I hope. But did you catch the beginning where they did the tribute to Biz Marquis? No. Okay, well, no. I, if you get a chance, watch it just for the cringe factor because it's so bad what they did. They they turned the Biz Marquis song, He's Just a Friend, into like this ode to television and they had a bunch of people i mean ll cool j who can rap was a part of it but cedric the entertainer as much as he is funny cannot rap and he was doing it and then they had a bunch of actresses and actors do it that just it was it was very difficult to watch i felt very sorry for everybody involved outside of ll cool j in that particular intro and i was like boy am i glad i didn't watch that but it was the Crown's show, basically. It won everything in the drama category. Uh, and for limited series, Mayor of Easttown won everything. Uh, Gene Smart walked away with a bunch of awards, which is great. Michaela Cole walked away for outstanding writing in a limited series for I May Destroy You. So it was a uh, kind of a clean sweep for some streamers. And then HBO Max also walked away with a bunch of rewards. If you weren't involved with either Netflix or HBO Max or Ted Lasso Ample TV in the comedy category you probably walked away empty handed last night that's all you really need to know F***ed up oh man we're going to hell where the hell is the switch the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 the X rocks we're going to hell international continues here uh, the morning after because we have an opportunity to go back to the UK for today's we're going to hell story and a fair pond. Yes, exactly. Fair warning, today's story involves a teenager, therefore there will be no names involved. But it's still such a crazy story that we have to at least talk about it. And listen, when you're a teenager, that's when I feel like you're supposed to do stupid stuff, right? Yeah. It's a little bit easier to dismiss you doing stupid things as curiosity or I just didn't know when you're a teenager. A lot tougher to pull that off as like a 44-year-old guy. But a 15-year-old in the UK had to get himself basically checked into a hospital and get emergency surgery because, Big J, we've been here before 
but he decided to insert the knotted end of a USB wire into his urethra. Why? Uh, well, he said, quote, sexual curiosity. But I, why are you having curiosity about this, people? Here's now, this is where it starts to get a little sketchy to me. Like, I feel like you do that because you think it's going to be pleasurable. Now, I, I will say this. There's no way on God's green earth that it is. Absolutely zero chance that that's fun. Zero chance. I don't care what it actually the... actually sounds... It, Go ahead. I was gonna say, it sounds like a form of torture yes. rather than pleasure. Exactly. I don't care what the internet says. I don't care who, what your buddy's cousin told you. I don't care any of that stuff. It, it ain't no way that's good times. But he said he did it because he heard it helps you measure the size of your chunk. And, <laughs> like, I I know uh, that that's a thing with people where they have to measure it, but I also know that a USB cord is not, A, a ruler, B, we don't measure stuff from the inside, right? I mean, you're uh, not, you're not no, looking I for volume that's... here. I imagine, I imagine you're not looking for that kind of measurement. So, therefore, there should be no kind of insertion when it comes to measurement stuff in your urethra, just in case you're curious. But, of course, Big J, he stuffed this damn USB wire in there, and uh, lo and behold, sure enough, it got stuck. Started to bleed, had blood in his urine, and uh, I don't care who you are, that's never a good sign. So he had to. So he told his mom to take him to the hospital, but he wouldn't tell his mom why. And then finally, when his mom left the room in the ER, he was able to come clean and tell everybody what was going on at the University College Hospital in London. And sure enough, they could not get it out, so they had to perform surgery in order to extract the USB cord from his urethra. Luckily, it went off without a hitch. The surgery was, quote, uneventful, and he was discharged the next day. But once again, uh, the hospital is using this opportunity to remind everybody that, hey, listen, putting foreign bodies of any kind, be it a USB wire or anything else, in your urethra will cause a number of serious issues. Urinary tract infections, bladder infections, all sorts of bad news bears going on inside your junk if you decide to put things in there that do not belong. And quite frankly, nothing belongs in your urethra. In case you're curious, male or female. So, think about it, won't you? Next time you uh, decide you want to check something out for whatever reason, that there's certain things that should not go certain places, and a USB wire in the human body is one of those. You know what I mean? I don't care yes, what it's gross. What opening we're talking about, your nose, your ear, or your urethra, do not put a USB wire in there, please, and thank you. For computers and computers only. And believe it or not, I don't know if you remember this, but this is not the first story that we have had about a USB wire and a urethra. We had a story like three years ago about a dude in Japan that was doing the same thing, and sure enough, his got stuck too. So maybe, just maybe, this should be a pattern that we all pay attention to. It's a no-go. Yeah. No-go zone. Sorry, that's a non-starter for me as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Concert announcement time next on the X-Rocks. 
That is System of a Down and Aerials here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. As promised, it's concert announcement time. It's another 100.3, the X concert announcement. Let's take this one piece at a time, Big J. What you got for concert announcements, my friend? All right, well, let's start out with a date, okay? January 28th out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. And let's start with one of these bands. It's a kind of a co-headlining deal. And one of those bands is Ghost. Yes, man. It's going to be awesome to see Papa and the crew return to the Treasure Valley in January. So let's kick things off with your concert announcement with a little Year Zero by Ghost on the X-Rocks. That is the song that first introduced you to Ghost. That is Year Zero here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have announced that they are coming to town, presented by 100.3 The X Rocks. Very excited to have the return of Ghost, but that's not all, Big J. They're also coming along with another really good band, and who would that be? That band would be Volbeat. Oh, man. So it's a co-headlining tour at the Ford Idaho Center, and alongside Ghost will be a very long, awesome set from this band. It's Volbeat. It's still counting. It's the X Rocks. That is Volbeat. That is still counting here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And that's part of our concert announcement. So, Big J, you should let people know the details that they will need if they want to go to this particular show. Yeah, it's happening Friday, January 28th at Ford Idaho Center Arena. And uh, we've got Ghost and Volbeat co-headlining along with special guest Twin Temple with tickets going on sale to the general public Friday at uh, 10 a.m. And then you've got uh, a pre-sale from us here coming uh, very soon with details as we get those squared away. But uh, it's going to be a heck of a show on January 28th and a Friday nonetheless. Yes, and just so everybody knows, we're also going to be blowing out tickets, pairs of tickets to this show all week long before you can buy them as well because we want you to go to the show and get excited for it. So if you want to get your hands on these tickets before they're actually available to the public come Friday at 10 a.m., then just keep listening because it's going to be a busy week around these parts. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Throughout the year and a half since the pandemic began, there's been unexpected businesses that have boosted as people turn to one thing or another to help them through this crazy thing called the pandemic. And one thing that has been skyrocketing over the last year and a half has been the sales of books, Barnes & Noble has had double-digit sales growth in books this year compared to 2019 before the pandemic began. Even more surprisingly, it's the younger end of Americans that are helping to drive it. Specifically, sales of graphic novels are up as much as 500% at some of the chain stores for this particular year. Market research company NPD Group said the U.S. sales of books are up 12% overall, but they're seeing a huge bump in graphic novels from 2019. Uh, And so to see a double-digit growth in a company that many people thought was basically going the way to the dodo uh, has not happened since before Amazon has come along. So that's a pretty big deal for this particular sector. What remains to be seen is what's going to happen once the pandemic is over. Book publishing consultant Jane Friedman says that everybody's wondering whether this is a permanent shift or how long it will stick. 
but right now almost every category is up in book sales. Have you purchased any books since the beginning of the pandemic, Big J? Uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah? Look at you. Yeah. More than in 2019? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't keep that close to track. Hard to tell. Well, it was only a couple years I, I ago. I mean, are we talking about, are we talking about, like, physical or digital? Does it matter? I don't, well, I mean, I'm guessing that they're just saying overall book sales. So if you buy something, be it digital or, or, or actual physical form, I think it's still a sale. So I would say both. Yeah, okay. Uh, probably, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm buying a ton of books. No, that's for sure. But, uh, have you ever purchased a graphic novel? No. Interesting. Very interesting. But a lot of people are. They don't need your help. They're doing just fine without you. Uh, as far okay. as the sports side of things go, your Boise State Broncos should have beaten the Oklahoma State Cowboys but just couldn't pull it off in the second half to lose 21-20. to That is your final score. Yes, they got screwed by a bad call by the referees on a fumble return that should have resulted in a Broncos touchdown, but they also had plenty other chances to win or come back in that game and missed a field goal that they was very makeable for them, and just uh, it was not meant to be. And so the Broncos fall to 1-2 and two and going up against next a 3-0 and Utah State team on the road, and we'll see. This season could be a bit of a rough one for Broncos fans. Hell, I probably think it's already a rough one, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this team probably should be 3 and 0, but you know, the the problem that they have is they're a one-dimensional football team and that's never good in the college game. They cannot get this run game going and the run defense isn't as good as they thought it was going to be either as they're letting teams that are struggling to run the ball just run ramshot over them and that's not good. So, we'll see what ends up happening against Utah State, but the Broncos uh, just another tough loss on the schedule early in the season, but I can't imagine you're ready to jump off the fanship yet, are you? No, never. No, never. So we'll see what ends up happening coming up this Saturday or this weekend against Utah State. The Bears beat the Bengals by three, Browns over the Texans by 10, the Rams beat the Colts by a field goal, Buffalo shut out Miami 35 to nothing, Patriots uh, beat the Jets handily 25 to 6, Boy, does Zach Wilson look terrible. Uh, I'm not sure what you do if you're a Jets fan, but it certainly seems like Sam Darnold was not the problem there in New York. And uh, Zach Wilson is struggling to get his, uh, I think he's got seven interceptions so far in two games for the Jets, which is not great. 49ers beat the Eagles 17-11. Raiders over the Steelers 26-17. Raiders are 2-0. Panthers also 2-0 after dismantling the Saints 26-7. Saints had the worst offensive output since uh, Sean Payton was their head coach. Broncos by 10 over the Jaguars. Uh, Irvin Meyer's terrible at his job as well. Cardinals big over the Vikings uh, 34-33 thanks to a missed field goal at the end of the game by the Vikings. Buccaneers scored 30 points or more for their ninth straight game, which is a record 48 to 25 over the Falcons. Uh, Cowboys by the over the the Chargers by a field goal. He kicked a uh, Zerline kicked a long field goal as time expired. Titans beat the Seahawks in overtime 33-30, and the Ravens and Chiefs were back and forth all night last night. Final score: Ravens 36, Chiefs 35. Lions at Packers tonight on Monday Night Football. If you've been on the fence as to whether or not to get HBO Max, Warner Media is trying to make it a little bit easier for you. 
Uh, they are trying to offset the loss of 5 million HBO subscribers who signed up through for accounts through Amazon as of September 15th. All HBO subscriptions through Amazon were shuttered, and now Wordamini is trying to boost numbers by offering HBO Max at a 50% discount. The new promo gives HBO Max customers a uh, six-month rate of $7.50, which uh, is a pretty good deal. New customers only, of course. Then it'll return to its regular $15 a month after the six-month period, but they're hoping it could bring back some people that were subscribing through Amazon. Now, they were paying that regular price through Amazon. It just was kind of like easier way to access it, I suppose, as it's crazy to me how lazy we can be sometimes. We don't want to download a whole new app. We'd rather just get it through the app that we're already going through, and that becomes a hurdle for 5 million people, which is crazy, Big J. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the the, uh, consumer has spoken. I guess so. So you could get a screaming deal if you're not an HBO Max customer and you want to be at least for the next six months. So think about it, won't you? Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And win them before you can even buy them or even think about buying them, really, because we just announced a show uh, January 28th out of the Ford Idaho Center. You've got Ghost, Volbeat, uh, Twin Temple, special guests, uh, we will give you a chance to win those right here, right now, by beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. As promised, win them before you can buy them style tickets for the Volby Go Show we just announced. Get on the phone if you want to play. 208-287-1003 to take on Big J in a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. You feeling pop culturally after the weekend, Big J? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, with the Emmys and all. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing this morning? Good, brother. What's your name? Robert Scott. All right, Robert, you're up first. Robert, which classic horror film series featured the masked villain Michael Myers? Can you repeat that? Sure. Which classic horror film series features the masked villain Michael Myers? Halloween. Halloween is absolutely correct. Right. Big J, we segue over to you. What trilogy set of movies, first released in 2015, is based on a best-selling series of books by E.L. James? Uh, It's a trilogy. Trilogy of movies, trilogy of books. First one came out in 2015, all based on a series by E.L. James. Um, uh, Let's go with... uh, No, man. Dang it. I mean, how many trilogies are out there, really? The only thing that one is coming to mind is Twilight, and that was before this time. So, 2015, man. Uh, let's go with a uh, let's go with John Wick. Wrong. No, no, not John Wick. Not John Wick. Well, Robert, that means you are victorious. Do you happen to know the answer? I do not. The answer is the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Right. The Fifty Shades of Grey. Series God, every of lady's films. probably screaming at me right now through the radio. <laughs> and that is what was based on the series by E.L. James. Robert, congratulations. Listen, if you would, Go ahead. If you tied me up, I would have never been able to guess it. No, no, and don't look to me to do that to you. Thank you very much. Morning after with <laughs> Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We got some headlines happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you are looking for a car loan do-over, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. It's right there for your enjoyment at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Never retire. Make it whiter and bring it back. Never retire. When Virginia Oliver started trapping lobster on Maine's rocky coast, World War II was more than a decade in the future. The electric traffic signal was a recent invention, and few women were harvesting lobsters. Now, nearly a century later, at age 101, this lady's still doing it, dude. The oldest lobster fisher in possibly the world, Oliver still fully intends and makes sure that her traps are good to go off of Rockland, Maine, with her 78-year-old son, Max. The two of them just hang out and catch lobster together. She started trapping lobsters at age 8, and these days she catches them using a boat that once belonged to her late husband and bears her own name called Virginia. She said she has no intention to stop, but she is concerned about the health of Maine's lobster population, which she says is being overfished, and too many tourists are coming in and eating the Maine lobster, and she doesn't like it. But she has been doing it for, oh, I don't know, 92 years almost. And by the way, the only reason why we know she is existing, because, you know, she kind of keeps to herself, is because she had to go into the hospital and get stitched up. And so they figured it, they found out the story of the 101-year-old lobster fisherwoman that is still doing it every single day. So good for her, I guess, although it sounds kind of equal parts amazing and awful at the same time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, crazy. Because, I mean, I know uh, I- I'll never retire. I'll have to work until the day that I die. But uh, I- I'm also not doing, like, crazy-ass physical labor like lobster fishing, you know? There's a real difference between what I'm qualified to do and what Virginia's qualified to do. So I say uh, tip of the cap to the old badass still doing what she needs to do. Yes? Yes, absolutely. And, and I, will, I will eat some of that lobster hopefully next week. No, I was going to say you should probably stay away. It doesn't sound like she wants you there, if we're being honest. No, I'm going. No, well, listen, don't make her mad. She's 101. Lobster lady. Get her all riled up. Make it whiter or bring it back? Bring it back. Residents of a small Colorado town are pleading for the return of a stolen phone booth that served as the centerpiece of a public park for decades. Cope residents Vicki Cecil and Lanny Payne said the phone booth was a major landmark in the town of about 56 people for the last 50 years. The booth, in its functioning years, originally sat outside of a Canoco gas station, but it became an ornamental feature of Memorial Park when the station closed, of course, and, you know, they don't have any payphones working anymore. The residents say the booth didn't have any phone service, but it drew travelers who would pose for photos, you know, by one of those archaic payphones that people don't use anymore. And so now somebody <laughs> decided to steal it, and now they are looking to bring it back. They don't know how it was taken. They don't know how it got away from them, but in some way, shape, or form, it just is missing. And so they're hoping that anybody that knows about somebody that took the Cope Colorado pay phone booth, they want it back, Big J. And they're going to offer a reward for it, but somebody jacked it. I don't know. This is why we can't have nice things, man. Yeah. Right. Even ornamental stuff gets taken away from it by some jackhole that decides they want to put it in their, you know, man cave or whatever. Not cool. And it seems especially ornamental stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll wrap it up with make it whiter. Researchers at Purdue University have earned the Guinness World Record with an unusual development. They have come up with the world's whitest paint. 
Exulin Rulani, professor of mechanical engineering at the West Fayette, Indiana school, said the original aim of the project was to create a paint that would reflect sunlight from a building and thereby, therefore, thereby lower energy usage by means of fighting some sort of energy crisis. The paint, which incorporates a whole bunch of different particles that you've never heard of, reflects 98.1% of solar radiation, meaning the painted surface is noticeably cooler than surrounding surfaces. The process of making the paint reflective had a side effect of making the paint also extremely white. The barium sulfate was partially responsible for the color and the usage of differing particle sizes in the paint caused it to reflect a bigger spectrum. And so that has made it the whitest paint in the world, Big J. Now, they expect to use it probably for mostly commercial uses in the outdoor world. But now, you know, we have the whitest paint ever invented. The question is, what are you going to do about it, Big J? I don't know. I didn't know it could get any whiter than white, but it can. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of shades of white, too, which are things that you only find out about when you're getting ready to paint a room in your house, about how many different shades of white there are. But I don't know if this has an official color. If it does, they didn't tell me the name of it in the actual story, but uh, it's going to be a while before it's commercially available anyway, so you have to wait until you want the whitest white you can get. That's the latest from Bad Flower. Don't hate me here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it was an eventful weekend for you, Big J, was it not? Yeah, even though uh, quarantine here at the house, uh, finally finished some projects like uh, like my Lego DB Austin Martin. I saw the Instagram post. It looked pretty badass. Was it a difficult finish or did you plow right through it? Uh, no, it was not. It was not easy. And uh, the wife and I decided that'll be the last one we put together. <laughs> Uh, just because uh, I had to go back. Every, it's very, let me say, delicate, right? And, yes. and if you don't put all the pieces right, I, I, I had, let's, let's say I broke it a couple times and had to go back and start uh, 17 steps beforehand to, to do what needed fixed. And if you don't put the, sometimes the direction's not the easiest to to get down on that. So, yeah, it, we're done. It's it's in a safe place, and, and it'll that's that. Um, and we also started watching a new show, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, familiar with this on Netflix. Uh, Jack Whitehall goes on holiday with his father. No, I don't know what that is. This? I don't know what that Jack is. Jack Whitehall, are you familiar with him? He's a stand-up comedian. No, he's a he's a British stand-up comedian, and his father, Michael Whitehall, is uh, he used to be uh, an entertainment agent, but he's like in his late seventies, and so he takes him to it's a traveling show so they go to uh different places and and michael whitehall not the kind of person who would leave the house to go anywhere and so it's infinitely funny just because of that because he's an old stuffy british guy and that's uh i find that very humorous so we started some new tv shows nice and uh are you finished with it or where do they go do they just travel across the uk or they go all over the place no, they no, not the UK. They they go out. They were in uh, Thailand and uh, Southeast Asia, and there's five seasons. A couple of the seasons are only a few uh, episodes long. You know, he is uh, at at this point in time 81 years old, so it's getting kind of old to do the traveling. And um, but uh, uh, throughout the country, and then they even hit the United States and LA and Vegas and things like that. It's it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. It's an interesting sweet spot for you. You like watching old people visit other countries on TV. 
You enjoy this Old show. People. You like somebody feed Phil, which is another dude that's in his upper like you know sixties that is uh, traveling all over the world eating different things. You enjoy these shows of people traveling around the world as long as they're in the upper echelon in age. It's very interesting to me why that. That's uh, not. That's not. I think that's a. The fit, the fee fill thing, that's a coincidence. Uh, I don't think Josh Gates is an old guy. I love watching him go around the world, too. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's the only thing you watch. I'm just saying it, it's a sweet spot for you. You Because you don't enjoy all travel is. shows, but you're willing to give them a chance more often than not if they involve somebody that is uh, in the upper echelon in age, which is interesting How about to me. this? How about if they're funny? Yeah, but I mean, you have to, I think there has to be something there that makes you click play. Whether it's funny or not, and I think yeah. for some reason yeah, the, the the trailer when it's when it's funny. But you do recommend funny. It? It's Big J approved. Yes. How many yes. episodes are you in? Uh, we're in season. We finished season three, so we're, we oh, got four Jesus. and five to go. They just dropped five on Netflix. Powering yeah. through. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, nothing else to do. We will give you a chance to. I thought you were going to do Call of Duty stuff this weekend. Some sort of weird beta thing. Oh, I did going that on. too. I did. I did that as well. But I figured everybody was tired of hearing about that stuff. Uh, we got ourselves a little bit of bad impressions. Those are coming up next on the X Rocks. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Some tickets October 4th at the Knitting Factory. Oh, man, the Doom Trooping Over North America tour hits. Black Label Society, Obituary, and Prong. We'll get you set up with those tickets here if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 if you'd like these tickets to Black Label Society coming up on October the 4th. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has a celebrity in his mind and probably in his heart. Uh, he has written three clues around that particular celebrity. If you can figure out who he's trying to be from those three clues or less, you're going to go check out Black Label Society, which is going to be pretty badass. 208-287-1003. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, I'm ready. Then to the phones, we shall go. Good morning, The X. Morning. Good morning, man. You are up first. Good luck to you. On my way to becoming an international superstar, I was in smaller roles in movies like Tomb Raider, The Jacket, and The Mother. Yeah, uh, actually, the volume just went super low on the phone. I could barely hear you. Yeah, we could barely hear you, Big J. What's your problem? I I haven't done anything different. Um, <laughs> on my way to becoming an international superstar, I was in smaller roles in movies like Tomb Raider, The Jacket, and The Mother. Uh, to me? No, not quite. Uh, smaller roles. I'll be starring in more sequels of Knives Out as Benoit Blank. Uh, yeah, I can be the hero, dude. How, how about Nick? Can you ask, can you ask questions? <laughs> but it's a big James Bond Since 2006, I've been Bond. James Bond. Uh, Bond. Uh, I'll say you. Pierce Brosnan, I don't know. Pierce Brosnan, Big J? Nope. It's not Pierce Brosnan. Uh, hello, The X. Hey. Hey, man, did you hear Big J's clues, or did you have trouble hearing him as well? I heard the first one. What was the second one? I'll be starring in more sequels of Knives Out as Benoit Blank. All right, next one. Since 2006, I've been Bond, James Bond. Um, Daniel Craig. 
Bam! There you go. That's the answer. Daniel Craig is correct. Hang on one second. Dude, we'll hook you up with those Black Label Society tickets. And why is little Danny Craig in the news? Uh, it's, you know, the movie No Time to Die, which is coming out October 8th, has been uh, has been done for some time. But a uh, video was just released of Daniel Craig's farewell speech on the wrap of that movie. And uh, he got a little emotional. He said, I know there's a lot of things said about what I think about these films, uh, Craig said, but I've loved every single second of these movies, and especially this one, because I've got up every morning and had the chance to work with you guys. And that has been one of the greatest honors of my life. And he, I guess he shed a bit of a tear uh, when he said that. So this will be his last uh, turn around as James Bond, and uh, he'll go on to uh, continue to uh, make big movies uh, like Knives Out 2 and 3. Now, of course, all that could be acting. He is an actor, but it seemed fairly genuine to me when he said that in the video. Did you buy it or not buy it? Yeah, totally. I, I totally get it. And, you know, it's it's one of those things in between the movies. I'm sure they, there's a lot of stuff he has to go through. Um, but uh, it's so every now and then he probably was like, I'm tired of making these, these huge hit movies uh, and making all this money. Uh, but uh, there are, are moments where, you know, you don't want to mess with the BS sometimes. Well, and that's uh, a lot of the role. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, don't forget that in, in all three of the movies, or in the last three movies that he's made, he's also got hurt doing a stunt in each one of those movies, that, and some of them pretty seriously injured. So you can probably understand why he wants to leave the role in the dust, considering surgeries and all this other stuff he had to go through when stunts weren't planned out the correct way or executed the right way and ended up getting him injured. That probably can be pretty frustrating, I would guess. Yeah, he can still make $15, $20 million uh, playing Benoit Blanc and not having to jump off of things. Exactly. Probably. Just has to be smart and uh, look in the camera and speak in a southern accent. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. <laughs> That's the Foo Fighters and making a fire here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And that's going to wrap it up for the old morning after for this particular Monday. We got to celebrate the lives and loves of Mr. Jason Momoa as part of our Bearded Badass feature today. We also reminded you that no matter what, USB cords do not go in your urethra. Don't care what you were trying to use it for. It's not going to turn out well for you. Just in case you were curious, don't be. And, of course, we also got to announce a pretty big concert today, Big J. Remind the good people of the Treasure Valley what that was. Yeah, January 28th at the Ford Idaho Center Ghost and Volbeat co-headlining tour with uh, Twin Temple opening up as special guests. Uh, ticket tickets going on sale Friday at 10 a.m. to the public. We'll have a pre-sale with details coming, and it is going to be amazing. Yeah, we already gave away tickets to it. We'll be doing that all week long as well during the entire run of this radio station. So continue to listen if you want your free tickets to that show. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, being an international traveler isn't easy, Nick, as uh, it appears I probably won't be here for that show as I'll be uh, in Belize. You're going to Belize now. Well, yeah, I mean, we had scheduled this uh, last uh, about three or four months ago, uh, going to Belize and at the end of January. <laughs> and so, you know, I can't predict when these shows are going to happen, man. You're not a seer. Is that what you're telling me, Big J? I, I, yes, yes, that's accurate. I'm not a seer. But you can see yourself in Belize, I imagine. So that makes you a little bit of a seer. Well, we'll see where the world is in January, but hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to any particular part of that vacation, Big J? What you can and can't do? I don't uh, even know what's what ha- happens in Belize, so you're going to have to educate me. It, it's it's a lot like, uh, you know, going to, you know, Puerto Vallarta, essentially. So 
Uh, yeah, beaches, that kind of thing. A Havana, lot of you, maybe. A lot of you topless on the beach. I don't know if I would get kicked out of that country or not going topless. Why would they kick you out? Well, I don't know. Have you seen me topless lately, bro? Uh, no, no, I have not. But Well, I, I look like a monster, okay? <laughs> First of all, that can't be accurate. Number two, I don't think that's what gets you kicked out of a place, especially a okay. beach. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Either way, that's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is coming up next. We shall see you tomorrow. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>